0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, bless the Lord, everybody. Bless the Lord. Good evening, Donna. How you doing, girl? Um, I'm going to do something that I normally don't do. I'm going to, to our... Folks out there on Block Talk Radio, tonight, if you have questions, if you have questions, I'm going to give you the call-in number up front. The call-in number is 929-477-2304, and Block Talk Radio listeners as well as Facebook Live listeners can use that number, and you can talk directly to me. For the Facebook Live audience, what I'd ask you to do right now is press your share buttons that's right. I'm doing all this stuff up front. Uh, press your share button so we can invite others to this Bible study tonight. And, again, Block Talk Radio listeners, the call-in number is 929-477-2304. And Facebook Live. Hey, how are you doing today? Um, and for Facebook Live audience, feel free to type in your questions or use the or use the number to Blog Talk Radio, and then you can talk directly to me. Amen. So let's get started because we have a an exciting study tonight. We are going to continue through um, Galatians chapter five, and some things that we've already learned. Uh, and it's a good way for me to to just review just um, How do I want to put it? Just give you a top line of what we know now based on Galatians. First of all, we know that we are the children of God, that we have died to self, meaning we've been baptized with him. We've died to self, and now we live for Christ. Living for Christ means that we represent him, that we advance his agenda, not our own agenda that we have taken off the old, old us and we are now clothed in Christ, that we are Abraham's seed and we are heirs to the promise. But more than that, it is by faith, not works, not anything that we do, it is by faith that we are in right standing with God. The law couldn't do anything but tell us what we couldn't do. And the major thing that He told us that we couldn't do is that we couldn't of ourselves get in right with God. Secondly, that I, by faith, have been freed from the curse of the law. I don't because because under the law, since I broke them, the wages of sin is death, and so I was scheduled to die if I kept going the way that I was going. But by, because I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, I now participate in the promise. I'm a child of the promise. And not only that, the reason why I know I'm a child of the promise is because he put a down payment on me. He gave me his spirit. Amen? So I not only am I in right standing with God, I am filled with With the Spirit of God. Now, you ever ask yourself the question, so why did God do that? Why did God do all of those things? Why did he set me free from the bondage of the law? Why did he set me free from the bondage of sin? Why did he do those things? Hmm. Well, after prayer, we're going to find out. Let's have a word of prayer now. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we come to say thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We give you the glory. For you are good and your mercy. Hallelujah. Your mercy endures forever. And we thank you. We give you the praise. Father, tonight... Tonight, oh God, we ask that you would continue to lead us and guide us through your word. We ask that just as you were a a fire by night and a cloud by day, when you led Israel through the wilderness, that you would be so plain in your leading to us that we could follow easily and hard after you. Oh God, how we bless you. Now be our teacher and our leader. Speak to our hearts individually as well as collectively as we endeavor to go into your word. We thank you, O God, because you are faithful and you are true. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to Galatians chapter 5. Let's go right there. Let's just dive right into Galatians chapter 5. I want you to think about something tonight. I want you to take your mind to the Exodus when God freed the people of Israel from Egyptian bondage. That's why I want you, I want your thoughts to go there, even as we 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 entertain and study Galatians chapter five. Because Throughout this 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 entire book, there have been some there have been some pointing towards God freeing His people yet again. Think about that for a second. I'll, I'll, I'll expand on it a little earlier. Okay, I'm at Galatians chapter five, verse one, and it says, "It is for freedom that Christ." has set us free. Why did God do all of this? Because it is for your freedom. God, in bringing his son, brought his son to set us free from the bondage of sin. God wanted his people not to live in slavery, not being enslaved to a religion, not being enslaved to the law, but instead to be free. And remember I just said, think about what God did for Israel when he freed them from Egyptian bondage. He freed them so they can be free. He freed them so they can live in the promise. Where were they going to? To, so they were going to a land So God could fulfill His promise to Abraham And God fulfills His promise to His people By freeing them And then allowing them To dwell in His promise The promises of God Are yea and amen In Christ And so what God wants to do Is God wants us who have been freed in Christ Jesus to live by faith in what he has said. God wants us to be free so we can live in a free relationship with him based upon our faith in him doing what he said he would do. Now, God has promised us so many things. He has promised us So many things. One of the things that he's promised us is a home in glory. If you look at John chapter 8, turn over there, if you will, John chapter 8, verses 34. John 8, 34, what does this say? You see, it's all about freedom, everything. That's why we entitled this series The Emancipation because so many folks think that, 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 that they live merely to serve. Yeah, service is a part of it. But God frees us to be in a loving relationship. Go back to the previous chapter. And he gives us the spirit whereby we cry, Abba, Father. He doesn't give us a spirit that leads us into slavery and bondage, even to him. But instead, he allows us to come to him so we can experience his love, his grace, his mercy. And our response to his love, his grace, and mercy is to love him and obey him. John chapter 8. I'm getting there. I'm I'm trying not to preach tonight. John chapter 8, verses 34. 34. Let's see, 33, 34. Here, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son, which we are, but a daughter, which you are, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. We have been set free from the law. We have been set free from sin and death. We have been set free, why? For freedom. And if the Son, Jesus Christ, who we believe in, sets us free, we are what? Free indeed. Turn over to 2 Corinthians two seventeen. I'm gonna move a little faster in a minute. I know I'm slow right now, but I'm you know when you get a good piece of meat, you gotta chew it. 217. That's one thing I don't like about NIV. They don't cut it the way. Oh excuse me, three seventeen. I look at it, and I said, what is this? Three seventeen. Here it is. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. King James says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God has set us to be free in the Spirit. God has set us to be free. Free from the shackles of sin. God has set us to be free from uh, bondage. He set us to be free from religion. To be free in our relationship with him. It's all the rules and regulations that man makes up. There you go. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I'm back at Galatians 5.1, 5, 5.2. 5, Stand firm, then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So Paul has been arguing all this time about how people are trying to take advantage of you so you could stop serving God and start serving them, how they can pull you away from Christ. So you can be what they want you to be instead of what God has freed you and decreed you to be. You won't let another person tell you who you are. You know, with my kids, when I was raising them, oh, I let them know. Oh no, and they come to me and say, "Well, next, don't them do it like that across the street, and them do it like that." I'm like, "You ain't none of their child. You my child." And my children go by what I say Mm -hmm. because I've been given the responsibility for you, thank you very much. So if you want to do what they want to do, go live with them. But don't use my name. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And I believe right now, that's all God is saying. Look, I'm responsible for you, and I know what is best for you, and I have provided for you. I died for you, and I have given you my spirit, and I have made you my child. And remember, we talked about what happens when you get adopted or when you get brought into the family of God. The other God, those other gods, they dead. Matter of fact, you got a new status. You in a new place. You in a new position. You got a new name. Everything is new. If Any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, old things are past. All things are become as new. It's a brand new you. And it is for freedom that Christ, I I, I need to back up to that first verse. I'm I'm, I'm going to try to get through the whole chapter. But look at what he said. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. It wasn't you that did it. It wasn't your works that did it. It was what Jesus did for us at Calvary that sets us free. You see, there's so much in that little verse, and we we quote it all the time, but we miss it, that Christ did this for you. Now watch what happens here. Don't be burdened again by another yoke. Don't take that mess on you. Don't take a yoke. You know, we, we look at that thing about Be not unequally yoked with the unrighteous, and we think that it just pertains to who you marry. But if you look at what is really being said, excuse me, don't be unequally yoked with anything. What fellowship have light with darkness? What fellowship has faith with unbelief? What fellowship will the law have with grace? None whatsoever. And so it says, don't take that yoke on you. As a matter of fact, if you look at Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 30, what does Jesus say concerning a yoke? It says, come unto me, all ye who are, who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you some work to do. No, he says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For what? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You want to, you want to know, if, give it a, a test real quick, whether, whether you live in free or whether you live in bondage? If it's heavy, it ain't none of yours. If it's, a bur- if it's burdensome, it's not none of yours. If it's hard on me, it's not none of yours. Put it down. This is from the devil. Cast it away. Because what does the word say? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. When I am walking with Jesus, I ain't got no business with no burden. No. My back got no business being hunched over. I got no business with my face to the ground unless I'm bowing down to worship him. Yeah. Give it the acid test. If you are under any kind of yoke, if any kind of bondage, any kind of oppression in the place that you're in, in your place of worship, in your place of work, in your, in your home, any kind of bondage, any kind of oppression, look for the devil and cast him out because that's the devil doing that mess. Yeah, that's the devil. Amen? Now, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Look at me. Ooh, I'm at 17 already. Verse 2. All I got is one verse done so far. Ooh. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. First of all, he brings up again this issue of circumcision, and what he is saying is that what just happened here? Well, don't worry about that. What he is saying here is that if you allow yourself to go back under the law, in order to be in right standing with God, you have to obey the whole law. If you don't obey the whole law, what did we talk about? You are under the curse. You go back into, the, in, into that oppressive system that you could that on, the only thing that it was for is to show you your need from Christ. And then when he says again, he says, "You have you you are trying to be you who are trying to be first of all you who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ." That word alienated that word alienated means that uh, um, that you have brought it to an end. You have rendered it inactive. You have ceased from being under or connected to, listen there, you have under or connected to Christ. So basically, it's a, you unplugged yourself. You're no longer connected to Christ. You, are, you have fallen away from grace. You have fallen away from from the gift that gives joy. You have fallen out of favor You have walked away from what God has given to you. You've disconnected yourself from grace. Imagine you got a light on and you got the light plug in and you're seeing everything, or your TV is on and and you're seeing the football game or you're watching the basketball game or you're watching your favorite soap opera or whatever it is that you're watching, and all of a sudden somebody come along and yank the plug out. What's happening? You're sitting in darkness. You no longer can enjoy all of the things that you were receiving from that television set, and instead you're in a void, you're in a vacuum, you're right back in the stone age, wondering what's going on because you are not connected to the source of power. You have fallen from grace. You have You are alienated from Christ when you choose the law, when you choose tradition, when you choose to follow after man. That's Paul's argument. He says, but by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. For in Christ, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. God showing his love for us by giving his son. God showing his love for us by giving himself. God showing his love for us by giving his spirit. God showing himself by allowing us to come into fellowship with him, to come into his presence, to have the the curtain torn down so we who were once sinners can come into the holy place and meet with him face to face. He no longer calls us servants. He calls us sons. His expression to us in love because of our faith. Our expression to him in love by faith. Our expression to our neighbors in love by faith. Because what does he tell us to do? Not only does he want us to love him, but he wants us to love our neighbors as ourselves. You see, this is God spreading his love through you. Let me keep going. Here's Paul Verse 7. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty whoever he may be. Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? In that case, the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. You, my brothers, were called to be free. You, my brothers, were called to be free. What he's saying is this. Don't let, don't let this stuff, this law, get into y'all. Don't, 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 you called to freedom, not slavery. Don't go back to that other stuff. Don't go back to any, another form of slavery. We have taken you out of Egypt and pointed you toward the promised land. Don't be like the Israelites who ran into a problem and all of a sudden said, oh, that we was back in Egypt eating onions and leeks and stuff. No, God has great promises for you. Don't let anybody sucker you out of your promise. Don't let anybody look, as they say, look and try to offer you some fool's gold. No, if it's not salvation by faith, leave it where it stands. Leave it where it is. It's not for you. It is something that is designed to hinder you. And he says, says, don't let that even get in your system. You, my brothers, verse 13, you, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not let your freedom to indulge, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, Serve one another in love. Because you're free, because you're not under the law, does not mean that you're a lawless individual. Because you can do what you want, what you want to do is you want to love. Not only do you want to love, and love here, it's agape, but when we talk about love, love is commitment. Be so committed to your brother that you don't look and see them like they, like they saw the, the, uh, um, the Samaritan on the Jericho Road laying up there in need and hurt and wounded and everything, and they were so religious that they walked by. No, serve one another. Serve one another. You want to, you know, I hear all this stuff in churches about I'm being elevated, I'm being elevated, I'm being elevated. Elevation in Christ. Greatness in Christ means serving. What did Jesus say? And the greatest of these shall be a servant. If you got a title in some church, and I don't care if you're the potentate of the apostleship, of the bishopry, and all this kind of stuff, if you ain't serving, you ain't nothing. If you're not willing to go to the least of those, If you're not willing to, as they say, get in the mud and get them out, because that's what Jesus found me, in the muck and the mire, then keep stepping. Wear your fancy robe and hat and do this and your title and everything. Verily, you have your reward. But the greatest of these. When we get to heaven, we're going to see some some strange stuff. We're going to see some stuff that we never ever thought that we would see. We are going to see that little old lady who sat in the back that nobody ever paid any attention to because in the eyes of man she was a nobody. But in the eyes of God, God's eyes was on her as she walked around and she with a a worker in a a school cafeteria and she took care of the children and she blessed people and she brought people to Christ and she shared her little testimony as best she could. She did them little bitty things and she was serving everybody all the time. You're going to see her walk, God summon her up and start handing her crowns and then call you up and say, hey, carry some of these crowns for her. And you're going to look at God, where my crown is? You already got your reward. You got your stuff. You got everything you had coming because you never served. Didn't have anything to do with your salvation. I gave you salvation, but I also gave you the opportunity to serve, and you wouldn't do it. You was too busy waiting for somebody to serve you. Ooh, I'm getting off the track, ain't I? Oh, it says, rather serve one another in love. The entire law is, served, is summed up in a single command love your neighbor as yourself if you keep on biting and devouring each other wow, or you will be destroyed by each other what time is it Ooh, these glasses is messed up oh mm. okay Ugh. let me just review something real quick it says we are free we were free." To be free, we were freed to love. We are free to serve one another. Those are the three things I want you to get out tonight. You can go back to the law if you want to, you can go back to the curse if you want to, you can go back and be designated as doomed for destruction if you want to, or you can live free. You, can, you are free to love. You are free to serve. Take your pick. Egypt or the promise to you. But Jesus says it is for freedom that Christ, Grab your questions. I guess I'm going to have to do the back half of uh, Chapter 5 next week. I was hoping to get through the whole thing so we can go to Chapter 6, but you see, I tried and I couldn't. So, and my half hour is up. So now, uh, for those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, 929-477-2304. For those of you who are on Facebook Live, you can ask your questions now. Um, it's, it, I'm going to go into a word of prayer, and then after prayer, I'll look at your, your questions if there's any. If there are no questions, then we'll shut it down. We'll pick up next week at uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we come. We come celebrating our freedom. We come, God, yoking ourselves to you. God, we yoke ourselves to you because we trust you. We yoke ourselves to you because not only did you die for us, but then you invite us to walk with you. And you say to us that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And we thank you, O God, for this. We praise your name, God, tonight because you are so good. You are so wonderful. God, teach us how to walk in freedom. Teach us how to walk in such a way that as we walk with you that we are pleasing in your sight. Teach us how to please you by not only worshiping you, by not only giving you praise, but also by serving our fellow man. Whether we like him or not, we want to be able to have your spirit. God, because You served the ones who killed you. You served the ones who spat on you. You served the ones who beat you and mocked you and did everything to you. At any time, O God, you could have called for legions of angels, a legion of angels, but instead you chose to serve us by dying for us. You served to do your Father's will to please him. By dying. And so we thank you tonight. Father, we realize what we're asking for. We thank you for being sons. But because you love us so much, help us to be servants. Help us to advance the kingdom. We bless you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So there are no questions. There's no call-ins from blog, talk, radio, so guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to bless you, I'm going to thank you, and I'm going to see you next week if the Lord wills. And we will then continue Galatians chapter 5. Bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful evening.